Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's <laughs> red. <laughs> I think that's false. Oh, Master Splinter's super toads mad. What? Yes! Yeah. Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum! Y'all never amount to anything! Completely false. If it was Andy's Girthy Candy, there's no way they'd ever change So, name. so, wait, is it Goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one's true! I am chocolate! <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where we get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which ones are real and which ones are fake. My name is Alex, and with us always is Joe! Woo-ha! Woo-ha! I like it. I like you brought the Busta back. I brought the Busta. L- luckily, <laughs> he's way too broke to sue us, so I feel... I feel good. <laughs> I feel okay. <laughs> yeah. He ain't coming after us. We're or, good. like, we could do, the, like, this is how we get him on the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, we get we get a proper woo-ha. Yeah, we can get a real woo-ha. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, they... His life is lived in a fish islands. It's weird. <laughs> Just like his music videos. Hey, hey Joe. Joe, I, I'll say this from the bottom of my heart. You are my real woo-ha. Aw. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Hey, That's the welcome. nicest thing someone said to me. Yeah, well, it's it's so true. It is so true. <laughs> So let's just jump into this topic. So the topic of today's podcast is, bam, Alaska. Oh, that was a left turn. (laughs) No double entendre there. All right, dude. Well, let's fucking jump into it. I I like the, uh, I like off the theme there. Like it's, there's no way I would have ever guessed it. Yeah. And and what's nice is I'm sure we have whole ones of listeners out in Alaska, so I'm kind of interested to hear their take on it and see if we got anything wrong. If we're full of shit and there's no vampires in Alaska like we're suspecting, then let us know. All right, dude, let's do this. Fact number one. There is one bear for every 63 humans in Alaska. True. I'm just (laughs) going to call it out. I'm just going to call it. There's a lot of space for bears. There, yeah, there's not a lot of people in Alaska. And there's, but there's also, because uh, grizzlies, I know, could get exceedingly territorial, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's one grizzly per, like, five square miles or some shit. Mm-hmm. So there's not, they don't ride in clumps, so they're more spread out, but that's grizzlies. I don't know about, like, black bears and the different varieties of bears if they're as aggressively territorial. If there's... Like, two things I know about Alaska. It's cold, there's gold there, and then there's bears. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Like, I've I've met in my life li- multiple people from Alaska, and they all have a bear story. They all have a moose story. They have a story about how fucking cold it is. And they know a crazy person who pans for gold. <laughs> So it's all of them. It's every one of them. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like everybody, people that dream of the wilderness tend to want like land out in Alaska. Right. But every time I talk to somebody that's from Alaska, they're like, thank God I left. Like, you know, it's a, it's rough. Like you get outside of cities, like cities are rough enough in Alaska because of weather, but like Mm -hmm. you get outside. Yeah. It gets, shit gets real, real quick. <laughs> yeah, like, anything to get to has to be, like, a plane. You have to basically be a pilot or know a pilot that's, you know, reliable 
in order to help you. Yeah, and I don't know how reliable those bush pilots are. Because, you know, they're also from Alaska. <laughs> well, they're panning for gold, is what they're doing. You know, <laughs> This is just what they do when their gold hustle isn't working. Yeah, like, they didn't they didn't get this certain, you know, gold quota that month. Okay, I guess I'll be a pilot. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, let's see. I, I If you're saying true, I'm going to go true. I feel like the writer's fucking with me, but you know what? Let's do this. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a flex, and we'll see how this works. Because if this is true, one bear for every fucking 63 humans, <laughs> that sounds like fucking chaos. What that boils down to is that bears could take over Alaska if they wanted to. <laughs> the Great Bear Revolution. And <laughs> saying that out loud sounds right. It says humans, too. So it's not one bear for every 63, you know, hunters or something like that. People that are adept at... Right. No, it's like... 63 humans that includes babies that includes like actuaries you know like painters like pe- people that are just like <laughs> you know i've seen a grizzly once <laughs> you know what i mean right and then this bear just rolls up i think it could take 63 humans you know that are, you Easy. know if if it was Easy. 63 hunters then you, you know i i think we'd win right but you you just wait. Once they start armoring, like, out of the fucking Golden Compass, we're fucked. That's a whole different story. That happens, dude. We'll just we'll just have to give them Alaska. At that point, we just kind of, like, brokerage safe passage for the Americans that are currently there, you know? <laughs> we're like, hey, you let us go, we'll give you the... And then, and then what happens, right? We wait 100 years, and then the bears become, like, actuaries, and then we can take it back over, you know, like... The bears just get fat. Yeah, then we then we got then we got to get like one marine per, like for per sixty three bears. <laughs> one one navy seal per sixty three bears. <laughs> well, I don't like I don't know. I've seen polar bears club some seals. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know how that would work out. This could all be shit for shit, and we're we're talking about the Great Bear Revolution, and there there's nothing here. <laughs> All right, let, let's see. Let's see here if this if the uprising is gonna happen. I'm going. You're going true. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going true too. Let's see it. Three, two, one. Bam. Oh, it's false. Damn it. She was fucking with us. It's actually one per every twelve people. It's actually much higher. One bear for every twenty-one humans in Alaska. Oh, I was just fucking around. I was actually kind of close. Fucking A. Alaska has every species of North American bear. Black, brown, um, which includes grizzlies and, and Kodiaks, and polar bears. Due to climate change pressures causing different species to mingle that normally don't, you may also come across a rare beige hybrid model called a growler or pizzly bear, which is a polar grizzly bear. The scariest fucking bear in the world. It has to have magic powers. It's the one. <laughs> yeah. It's the one prophesized. According to Wikipedia, there have been eight confirmed pizzly bears found in the wild. DNA tests revealed they are all descendants of the same female polar bear. Wow. Good on her. Yeah, dude. She she was like, we're doing this. We're starting a whole new fucking magical species. Boom. P- pizzlies. She had to leave her family because they were racist against grizzlies. Yeah. Well, fucking A, dude. Pizzly bear or a growler? Can you imagine a polar bear that... You know how polar bears blend into the Arctic. Now they blend into fucking Arizona housing. <laughs> I know. They're just, Everything's beige. Just beige and tan. 
and they're just like in the walls and they just kind of like they they rambo out of the beige wall you know they open their eyes and you're like oh fuck and it just brah. <laughs> dude well fuck okay well one bear for every 21 humans we're fucked the bear revolution has already started all we can do now is try to figure out commonalities common ground you know we'll feed them we'll stay away from the salmon you know if they stay away from our cities which humans would suck at of course but you know we teach them to love smoke salmon and because we have the power of fire, that's how we trade. <laughs> we get McConaughey up there with his <laughs> taco truck, and he's like, hey, guys, let's, let's smoke some trout. <laughs> <laughs> I named this one Texas, because he's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, e- even, our, even our pizzlies are bigger. <laughs> oh, he doesn't like it when it's muy caliente. <laughs> Gotta give him some of that green verdes. <laughs> Tone it down a bit. <laughs> Why don't you pull up a toboggan and come hang out with us for a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, we're fucked. So that's what we know. Uh, fact number one is Alaska is fucked if bears, like, decide to like uh you know wreck us <laughs> i do i do enjoy that like i went with the flex thinking it was and like the reality was way crazier yeah <laughs> it totally was well that's what you get on allegedly right you, you think that it's not gonna happen and it's it's gonna happen so <laughs> if if the great polar bear revolution ever does occur you've heard it here first right <laughs> all right fact number two you ready Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. Fact number two. You are less likely to fall victim to a serial killer in Alaska than any other state. Um, no, false. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, like, I was hearing a statistic that serial killers have gone down because of the age of the internet, right? Like, you're just more likely to find, but Alaska's got all that wide open space. Yeah. So I would say you're more likely up there just because it'd be harder to track down bodies that's a really morbid sentence i said yeah well <laughs> i think too uh kidnappings is pretty high in anchorage i always thought kidnapping percentages were pretty pretty high up in anchorage because of whatever right so people get kidnapped mm-hmm. or people get uh whisked away and then murdered and it's spooky but you know fucking alaska dude or eaten by a fucking bear maybe it's bears doing this I don't know. Right, yeah, like, it, it, it plausible. I mean, just statistically, it'd have to happen. I, I do think this is false, though. What do you, what do you think? Uh, yeah. I, I, think it, I think it's actually more likely to happen up in Alaska, right. unfortunately. Yeah, it's fucking sad, but let, let's see. Let's see. I, I am very curious about this. I want to jump right into it. I want to see it. So let's see. Three, two, one, bam. It is false. Yeah! Y- yay, serial killers. <laughs> All right, here's what it says. According to the website worldpopulationreview.com, from a per capita standpoint, you are more likely to fall victim to a serial killer in Alaska than any other state, almost twice as likely as California. This is largely due to the huge discrepancy in the total populations for the two states. 
California, by a huge margin, has the most serial killer victims overall, which is 1,628, almost as much as the next two states combined, Texas and Florida. But California also has the highest total number of people. While you only have been, or while there have only been 51 serial killers, or serial killer victims in Alaska, the entire population is less than 750,000. The state of Washington has almost three times as many serial killer victims as Arizona. The state where you're the safest from the serial out of serial killers is Hawaii. Yeah, it's hard to get off an island. Yeah. 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 Well, and it just people are they are just happier there. You know what I mean? Like they just people would love to kill you, but you're on island time. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get to it later. <laughs> You know, like, he checks his watch, and he's like, God, you know what? I was going to find a victim today, but, you know, later. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm going to play it by ear. I'm going to finish this mojito. <laughs> this... <laughs> this mojito. <laughs> so, well, there you go. And I guess, apparently, Washington State has three times as many serial killer victims as Arizona. What are you guys doing up there? Well, te- between Ted Bundy and the Green River Killer, that was a lot of dead dead people. They really put our numbers l- way too high. Yeah, I don't think Arizona has anybody. And like, and thanks to like this resurgence of all these weird people who love Ted Bundy for some fucking reason. Like, I literally live where like five victims in Seattle were killed. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, um, I did not know that until. <laughs> People kept re like rehashing up his crime spree. So like, what what do they do? They just roll up and like huddle around a spot, and they're like, "They took her here." There was um there was tours, but also like there's a t- just been a ton of podcasts that like you know and stuff and TV shows that like um just go through his his wild day. Like he would just fucking snatch people out of broad daylight. What if they rolled up to your apartment and they were like, "Hey, this is the Ted Bundy like side apartment he had." I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like I, like I've, like I, you know, like at Lake Sammamish, which isn't in Seattle, but like I've been there multiple times, and like he at one Labor Day, he just like kidnapped three people and stuffed them in his trunk, and you're just like, oh, oh, that was here. <laughs> what oh, the? F- oh shit! God, it's it. Yeah, it's really fucked up. And then, like, I used to live, like, right next to the Green River, where, like, the Green River Killer, that's, that's where he got his name. Do you want to talk about something, dude? You, you seem to be following a, a pattern of places to live. Uh, there's just the, there's just a lot of bodies in Washington. Like, are you going to be, you know, oh, it turns out I was neighbors to, you know, John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> hey, dude, like, you joke, our, uh, our seventh grade bus driver... No. Drove the same truck uh, as Gary Ridgway. No. Um, and so he was pulled over multiple times um, for as uh, suspected for being uh, the Green River Killer. When did you talk? Uh, that's when I was in trouble and I had to sit behind the driver <laughs> for like three months. <laughs> so you just talked to him about it and he's just like, so I drove this guy around. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then one, uh, one of my friends, his dad worked at um, uh, Kenworth. And taught him how to spray paint trucks and was there when he got arrested. You live a very rich life and have a... I don't... That's just how many serial killers are in Washington. <laughs> oh my god. Shit's real up here. 
And for like the past like 20 years, they've been finding feet in the Puget Sound. So, just feet? Just feet. I don't want to live in Washington anymore. The prevailing theory is that people are being dumped into a river, and then they get to the sound, and the crabs eat everything but the shoes. And so then it's just feet floating. I, I'm terrified. Now, like, they're going to make, like, it feels like a documentary is about to be made, like, you know, nameless feet. I'm there. Honestly, there might be already probably a dozen like indie podcasts about it already. Ready for this? Hmm. Footprints in the sound. Oh, oh, fuck. that's just there. You go. My favorite murder presents. That there we go. Do it. That's us. That's on us. <laughs> uh, allegedly, podcast presents. <laughs> Footprints in the sound. It'll be a full cast reenactment. It's going to be a radio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of breaking twigs. Just like the only way you know they're pulling up foot. Oh my God, is that a foot? <laughs> <laughs> the crabs took the rest. That's super depressing, but, you know, terrifying and interesting. Like, I have a very mixed emotion. I had a sneaking suspicion that it was going to be wrong uh, because Washington was just the number one, baby. <laughs> this is turning into like a fact-based podcast of why not to live in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the trees are nice, but, you know, you are going to say hello one day to a serial killer. Whether you get killed is, you know. Or a serial killer bear, yeah. Yeah, or fucking, yeah, a man-eating bear. All right, well, let, let's jump to fact number three and hope that it there's something here redeeming about Alaska. <laughs> you know, something. The sunsets are gorgeous. Maybe there would be more serial killers if the sunsets weren't as good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Fact number three. There is a town in Alaska where nearly all of its 300 residents live under the same roof. Hmm, it's a big house. That is a, or really, really depressingly small house. Yeah, it yeah, <laughs> it could be it could be Dickensian. Yeah, yeah, this could be a super fucking interesting, you know, mega mansion kind of situation, like a lodge, right? Like this huge mm. lodge that's really cool, or really depressing. They live in a shanty. You know, that just is big enough for 300 right. people. Oh, like, it might be, like, it might be weird if they are playing around with what uh, residents mean. Maybe it's a ski lodge, so they're only residents for part of the year. And it's mm. just, like, 300 employees. You know what? That sounds, that sounds plausible, right? Because mm -hmm. it says 300 residents live under the same roof. Maybe it is, like, a lodge, you know, once a year. I mean, a ski lodge with 300 people, that's... It's not unheard of. Right, yeah, like, you know, it's like a big ski lodge, like, out of Denali or something like that, like, 300 staff? Yeah, I bet you, I bet you technically could live there long enough to become a resident of a state. Hmm. I think there is something plausibly here. Hmm. It's either that or a workhouse. Or a weird cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Alaskan cult. They worship bears. They're the ones that are sending the feet to the sound. <laughs> it's all the deadliest catch guys. Oh, God. Feeding, feeding people to the crabs. 
It's it's the sacrifice they have to pay for taking crabs from the sea. Are we? I think that's plausible or a really depressing story. One or the other. I'm going to go it's, true. Yeah, on it's it's going to go either way, or it's false. We're just depressed now because we're like, well, Alaska kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, we're really ragging on it, but. All right, well, let's see, dude. I'm going to go true. You, you going true? Uh, Yeah, I'll go true. I think it's a ski lodge. All right, let's see it. Ready? Three, two, one. Bam. It is true. All right, here we go. Whittier, a tiny port town southeast of Anchorage, Alaska, has zero single-family homes or traditional homes. The vast majority of the residents live in one 14-story apartment complex that looks like uh, Phoenix Best Western, which has all the necessary services in-house, such as a post office, laundry, shops, and a small health center. There's a creepy abandoned building that one's website said was haunted, and another said it was inhabited by bears. Yes! The only road in is a three-mile one-way tunnel through a mountain that switches direction every half hour to either let people in or out of town. There's also an underground walking tunnel so kids can get from the apartments to the school. Why not traditional housing? Simply, it's really fucking cold outside in the winter, so this setup is just easier. One resident is quoted as saying some people love it because it can be really social, and some people love it because it can be reclusive. They have fared okay with the pandemic, at least pre-Omicron. They have the same personality conflicts and debates the rest of the nation is experiencing, but rigorous testing and strong sense of community is, so far, keeping everybody healthy and civil. Weird, dude. That's such, like, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that's going on my nope list for the tunnel entrance alone. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, uh, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> yeah, it switches. And then... Fucking, you got haunted bears in, like, an adjacent building. I'm not a... Yeah. And then, um, just, like, basically you live in, like, an apartment-shaped bunker. Cool. If they found a way to live in this, you know, the end times is gonna hit them last. I wonder what the job market is there. Is there just, like, what, like, do they all work at the same, like, mine? Exactly. No, how how do you prevent people from just, like, saying, well, you know... We're, we're, we're not part of the United States anymore, being that small of a community and that reclusive. Like, you know, would you travel there? And then you're just like, oh, you know, dollars don't work here. We're, we work off Canucks. And you're like, what the fuck is a Canuck? What? what? What's a what's a bingle? Ha- <laughs> they, they have haunted bear pelts. Yeah. That's their currency. <laughs> yes. That, that yeah okay there you go like yeah like the 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 pelt itself is like the most valuable part but then you get like mm. teeth and you can trade with claws <laughs> fuck dude you go into like the richest guy in the apartment his whole apartment is just lavishly bear pelt it's just the, the school is just an academy training people to be haunted bear killers <laughs> holy shit dude fuck yeah, God damn, Whittier. That's what this tiny port... Oh, it's a port town. Oh, so... They, <laughs> yeah, they, I forgot about this. So they probably all work at the port. So it probably is deadliest catch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it probably is. Fuck. Well, there you go. Best Western, their apartment-esque, like, housing 
It's just a better situation for 300 people that live in this tiny port town. I can only imagine just, you would know everybody way too well. Dude, exactly. Exactly. Fuck. Well, okay, there you go, Joe. So it is true. Um, it's But it, see, that was weird. That's a, like a weird middle ground. It was neither depressing nor, you know, ski resort. It was like comfortably in the middle. Right, yeah. It was like, no, like 300 people have just decided to live like this of their own free will and seem to be doing just fine. Well, we did it. I'm going to mark this down. I like this fact because it wasn't sad. And I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were real certain to teeter there with the serial killers. Oh, wait, there's an additional fact. They're also all serial killers. Well, there you go. Oh, Joe. oh this is where they all live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to escape from the bears, their sworn enemy. Their sworn enemy. No, these are the people that found that that balance between bears and humans, right? They they forged mm. the treaty. <laughs> They don't mess with them in their haunted bear building, and you know the bears don't mess with them. They they <laughs> they, they must they must remain in Whittier to re- make sure that the seals of the treaty are never broken. Yes, yes, yes. And then there's like one outsider that gets in and like breaks the seal, and it's like the bears have been awakened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pizzly that's with Makane is just like, oh, I gotta go. He's like, all right, you have a safe trip. <laughs> nom, nom. He says, I'll be the, what was that? I'll be the last human you kill. Well, that's nice of you, man. Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> Thank, you're welcome for the tacos. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, there you go, dude. We're up to three. We're, we're two for one. Or we're, we're, we're two for three right now. Hey, and we have a we have a making of another great story. Oh, dude, it's slowly it's slowly being forged right now. Like, kid, okay, thank you, thank you, Alaska. Your your weather sounds awful, but uh, content wise, mwah. <laughs> All right, dude, let's jump to four. Are you ready? Fact number four: In southeast Alaska, a legendary creature exists that they call. Kushtaka, a cute, furry, otter-like creature that shapeshifts into a friend or a relative, lures you deep into the woods, and then tears you into pieces. Fuck! The, I got whiplash on how hard that story turned around. <laughs> um, m- me and all my other fellow lore listeners are like, what episode was this? <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to remember, like, was this a thing? It sounds like a thing. Right, like, I'm Aaron Mankey, <laughs> and welcome to Lore. <laughs> a cute, furry-like otter that shapeshifts into a friend or... Yeah, you know what, though? Like, skinwalkers, at least, I, I've heard stories about them shapeshifting. So there's, like, lore about other entities that can shapeshift, right, and turn mm-hmm. into something like a friend or a relative. Or, you know, that seems to be, like, the go-to play for entities that just want to like destroy you, you know? Right, they lure you in by your weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, if your mom's outside, it's like, "Hey, Joe, can you come help me? You know, I just fallen over." Nope. <laughs> Wrong dude. <laughs> that Kushtaka is going home empty fucking handed today. <laughs> 
It's like, I'm not a spirit. It's the real one. Get the fuck out of here, Kushtaka. They ain't getting me today. Wrong move. Should have put out a fish fucking taco. It's just you're by your window. And she's like, help. And you just like flip the bird. You're like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Oh, well. Well, okay. So let's mark Joe down on the the people that <laughs> Kushtaka is I, not. I love you, Mom. Not that much. <laughs> Mom, I don't know if you're a Kushtaka or not. I can't go out there. I'm not risking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, well, you are not on their list of people to fuck with then. No, they're like, clearly this dude is with the haunted bears. He knows what's up. (laughs) (laughs) This man's been a Whittier. He's seen shit. Yeah, see, like, I'd be such an easy prey. All you have to do is, like, transform into, like, a burrito. And I'm like, sweet! (laughs) And I just, like, run outside and I'd get destroyed. (laughs) I didn't even have to... I didn't have to change into a person he loved. Yeah, like... I just had to change into something he loved. I'm just like, get out of my way. I push my mom out of the way for the burrito. (laughs) 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 Fucking Kushtaka, dude. I I feel like this is so fucking true. It better be true. Uh, I have, I have nothing to go. Like I've heard enough stories of similar things and, I don't have any knowledge to say it's not true. All right, well, let's, let's fucking do it. True. I'm going true. Cute, furry-like otter creature that shapeshifts in front of relative and then rips you to pieces. I'm going true. <laughs> you, you down with that? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. We're finding out if the Kushtaka is real. Three, two, one. Bam. It is true. Mm. There is an area known as the Alaskan Triangle where people and planes have been known to go missing, similar to the Bermuda Triangle. The legend of the otter-like shape-shifting Kushtaka, pronounced Kushdaka, so Kushdaka, not, not with the hard T with the D, is one told by locals as one possible explanation for the disappearances in the region. From the website onlyinyourstate.com, this is a quote. The very cuteness of otters is what makes the Kushtaka so dangerous because you're we're drawn so okay because we're so drawn to their playful nature it's easy to miss the fact that these shapeshifters really want to consume your souls and condemn us to spend eternity wandering the frozen tundra and so she uh the author said there's no good pictures or drawings of the kushtaka because there is no way to make an otter look even remotely like a scary monster in fact Looking up pictures ruined this entire fact for me. It's just a lot of deviant art inspired super buff otters. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly expected better cryptids from our nation's most vast and untamed wilderness do better, Alaska. So, oh. and she included a picture of a super buff, like, otter that looks just like, it's, yeah. How do you make an otter, like, malevolent? Watch them eat anything. <laughs> like, oh, you think they're cute? No, those things are fucking monsters. <laughs> but they just bash it on their bellies. Like, there's like, eh, eh, eh. like they will, they will drown things <laughs> with their little fucking mitts. They're fucking mean. 
So they're like, uh, they're they're kind of like water raccoons. Like raccoons will do that too. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't go fucking around with no otter, <laughs> especially a man-sized otter. Yeah, it's if a man-sized otter wasn't weird enough. <laughs> nope. Nope, now it has to turn into something else. Like, okay, let me ask you this, dude. So you're sitting at home, right? You're just chilling, reading a book, listening to a podcast, whatever. And then you look outside, and you see just like a man-sized otter. Like, straight up, you know, buff otter man. Like, Mm -hmm. I would honestly just go outside to figure out what the fuck is going on, right? Like, am I just... That's it? Like, am I losing my mind? Did I get transported into, you know, Lord of the Rings? Am I in Narnia? Like, you know... And fucking mm. just start, I mean, he would probably, you know, fucking slaughter me, but I would want to figure that out. Like just being a man sized humanoid otter is something I just want to investigate a little further. But I think that's the whole point, right? Like mm-hmm. I'd go outside be like, what's up, otter man? And he just like swipe. Yep. Yeah, nope. Uh, he would get the blinds closed on him. <laughs> I don't even think, dude, I, I just imagine you wouldn't even fucking, it wouldn't even blink. Like, you just look outside. I, like, I would literally go, not my problem. <laughs> like. Is this just another thing? Like, you just, you're like, only in Seattle. Like. Yeah. Like, whatever. Uh, like, oh, is the furry convention in town? All right. Yeah, it's not even the weirdest thing you've seen today. Like. Not even close. Like, go go home, Kushtaka. Go home. Hey, I told you, it's not my thing. <laughs> you're jammed. No soliciting, bud. <laughs> I don't know what you're selling. I don't want it. <laughs> yep. Get out of here. Oh, shit. Are those some... Mo- oh, fuck. Girl Scout cookies? All right. Now we can talk. Why didn't you say so? Yeah. See, there's so many different things. Like, yeah, they transform to somebody selling, like, you know, what is it? The Samoas or whatever. Yeah, maybe mm. Tagalongs, you know? I'm a dude. I'm a. I'm all about them lemon cookies. Yeah, dude. That's see. That's what they got to do. That's what I'm saying. Like a burrito, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. They just transform to somebody that's just like, hey, there's free Girl Scout cookies over here, or hey, hey, man, there's you know Matthew McConaughey. Okay, there you go. There you go, Joe. They wouldn't have got you for his mom, for your mom. But dude, if they transform into McConaughey and just like chilled out in the bush, like hey, I got some tacos on this picnic blanket in the woods. I'd be there. They got me. <laughs> they got me. You're like, okay, look, let's weigh the risks and benefits here. You know, it could be a Kushdaka, in which case I'm dead. But if I don't go out and Matthew McConaughey is really there, I would wish I'm dead because I missed out on that opportunity. See, yeah. Heart, my heartstrings, I can, I can tuck those neatly away. <laughs> my... My my fascination with the, the the just that the entity that is McConaughey, fuck, it's a hard one. It's a hard one to ignore. I mean, you didn't even go out for Rooster. You know what I mean? Like, I would yeah, I would I would one hundred percent try to get to know the lesser McConaughey. <laughs> like Kushtaka rolls up into like an arrow stream dressed as Rooster. You're like, all right. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it has it had to be at a convenient time. I'd be like, eh, I'm actually already cooking dinner. Yeah, I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll chisel out some time for you. God damn it! Okay, well there you go. Now we have to worry about kushdakas, grizzly bears, and serial killers. Fuck! I mean, the only fun fact or the only like happy fact right now is there's th- 300 people living under the same roof. I don't know 
Do we have a litmus test? Are they bear serial killers and Kushdakas? That's the 300 entities that live in this little, in Whittier. Mm. Yeah. I don't have to worry about anything, Alex, because I'm never setting foot in Alaska. <laughs> All right, dude, here we go. We got the fact number five. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, fact number five. John Carpenter's 1982 classic, The Thing, was shot primarily in Alaska in the winter with a thick blanket of snow for maximum authenticity. It was so cold, the camera lens froze and broke, and the interior shots weren't much warmer for the crew. The buildings could not be heated above freezing, or else it would melt the snow on the roof and ruin the exterior shots. They really, like, you know, the scene, there's only a few scenes where it's like, oh, yeah, like, that's really outside. It's like the beginning when the helicopter flies in, and then, like, the ending when they're sitting out in the cold. Like, I don't know, like, the interiors could have been done somewhere else. Well, yeah, the interiors could be, like, on a set in L.A., right? But they mm-hmm. well, they had a decent amount of exterior shots that they probably could have done on set, right? But mm-hmm. there there is a decent amount of them running between buildings, right? Like, remember Kurt Russell gets outside? Yeah. And then remember the scene where they have the one dude is, like, half-transforming? Mm-hmm. And they, they scorched him outside. Like, there, there's a decent amount of running in between. But, like, the only shot that I can think of, like, even when they're going to the uh, the, the other outpost, right? Mm-hmm. The Scandinavian or the, the Swedish outpost or whatever it was. The yeah. Russian or they, uh, <clears throat> that or Norwegian. I, I can't remember. But exterior shots, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, could, it definitely. And, I mean, I'd imagine that Alaska doesn't get a lot of film crews, so... Tax exempt, tax ex, uh, exempt, 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 I can't talk. You know, for tax reasons, um, it was probably fairly cheap to shoot there. So I can imagine, I can see J, uh, John Carpenter fucking with people. <laughs> I feel like, but the thing has so many of those big shots. Where would you shoot that? Like mm-hmm. Wisconsin, maybe? I mean, it looked, those are two scenic shots to not shoot somewhere really cold with vast amounts of, like, snow, just, like, fresh right. snow. But then again, yeah, the rest of the stuff could have been, the insides definitely could have been, like, seen in a thing in L.A. Yeah, the the inside stuff is what's kind of throwing me off. Because it's, you can shoot all your exterior stuff and then shoot all your interior stuff. So this idea that you couldn't heat it up above freezing, that's where I'm like, no, you totally could, You could just because you could just shoot your exteriors first. See, I believe the cold camera lens, though. I do mm-hmm. believe that. That's something that sounds like, you know, because they were, it was the 80s. I think they were still shooting on film, right? Yeah, yeah. People were shooting on film basically up till like the mid 2000s. Unless you're Tom Cruise and you're still doing it. <laughs> yeah. But like, so I could definitely see there being a litany of problems, right? You're shooting on film, mm-hmm. the film freezes because the film has to move, right? Mm-hmm. If that film freezes, it breaks, it snaps, you're, you're fucking hosed, right? So I could see there being a shitload of problems with filming in in super cold weather. But then again, like, they had to get those shots somehow. And I think that looked pretty snow-like, you know. But I could be way wrong. I mean, it's, like, the thing is, like, there's definitely cold breath. And that would be the thing that would be the the hardest thing to replicate back then. Like, you couldn't put that back in post, you know. Yeah. So I imagine all the exterior stuff is true. It's the interior stuff that's throwing me. Because I'm like, no, you 100% could have done that on a set 
with no reason to freeze your ass off. See, this is 1982, right? They're exploring new space with camera shots and all that. I would not be surprised if they were just like they they weighed the cost, you know, benefit analysis, and they thought, you know, let's film the whole thing on site. That would not surprise me. You know what I mean? If this was in like 2010, or like if you were like the remake of the thing, or not the remake, but I guess the prequel of the thing, right? I would be surprised that if they're like, nope, we got to be in Anchorage, right? Or we have to be in Alaska. Right. That would surprise me a little bit. They can do a lot, you know, they can get all their B-roll out of the way. They can send one dude up to shoot all the B-roll shots, get somebody in a snow tractor and all that, and then shoot the rest of it in L.A. Mm-hmm. But 1982, man, it had to be. It feels like they, they just, you know, weighed it and they're like, yep, let's build a small set and fucking let's roll. But I don't know. What you're you you know a lot more about film than I do. I cause I I one hundred percent believe they actually set that thing on fucking fire. <laughs> so like I mean like like it's really just the interior stuff that's throwing me. But then again, if they spent all that money to build a set out in the middle of Alaska to just set it on fire, I can imagine they helicoptered people in every day to just shoot a movie. I mean, they had they had some spare helicopters, but they blew one up. Remember, so yeah. yeah. And I'd imagine Alaska would be cool with that of just what? like let's fucking blow it up. What if that was their one helicopter? <laughs> they blew up the wrong one. John Coffer is just like, great shot, everybody. We did it. Let's let's cut that. That's going in the movie. Where's our other helicopter? <laughs> oh shit! That was the one we were supposed to blow up. They're like, okay, okay, Kurt Russell, fly us back to, to home base. He's like, I'm not a you pilot. You joke, but Kurt Russell can. He's an actual pilot. No way, really? Mm-hmm. Fuck, next you're going to tell me he's actually captain of a boat. Probably. <laughs> he also only has one real eye. <laughs> did he say? Did he save a bunch of people? <laughs> I don't know what what's in San Francisco. <laughs> When he was in Big Trouble Little China? Is that just like his life? He's <laughs> a truck driver. <laughs> Are all of Kurt Russell's movies just fucking one long canon timeline of his life? I like it would I wouldn't put it past it. Cause like if you ask him, like he says like he's like, I'm an act like my my career is an actor. But, like, as a person, I'm a pilot. Like, that's how he identifies himself. I'm waiting for him to, like, there's going to be an interview, and he's like, look, I'm an actor by trade, but who I am in my soul? Well, I'm a celestial. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I've traveled to many different planets to find an offspring, and I just found, you know, acting to be pretty fun for now. You know what? Like, it's not that bad. Yeah, I'll go true because I can believe all the exterior stuff. So I'll go. I'll go with true. See, I, I'm I'm with you too. It wouldn't surprise me though, right? If they shot everything in in like a stage, but it's the '80s, right? They're they're trying more to be accurate. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there was a lot of experimental things in the '80s. This is when John Carpenter is like hitting his stride. You know, after after you know Halloween and then Escape from New York. This is, like, the thing, like, you can really see, like, he got a budget for that movie. Remember the fact in the Halloween episode 
was that true? I can't remember the fact where we talked about the leaves. Remember in in Halloween? Yeah, they, like they had because they shot it during like the the summer, so they had to they had to paint all those leaves. Yeah, I, that was true, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's willing to go that extra distance to shoot, but see, why not shoot in the fall? That's true, right? If he was, but he he wanted to make it authentic, right? So mm-hmm. they painted fucking leaves to make him look authentic. So I would not be surprised. If this is true. Yeah, you know, like the more I talk about it, I'm like, yeah, like it seems it seems like something uh, that, that they would pull off. All right. Well, let's fucking do it. We're going true. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Bam. It is true. Holy cow. Mm. OK. Much of the thing was shot in Janeo, Alaska. I could have butchered that, but I'm sorry. You, you mean, you mean didn't, is that Juno? Sorry, I, I speak American, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> I believe, <laughs> I believe Juno, Alaska is spelled differently than Juno the movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, so it, but this was a risky, expensive venture at the time, especially for a horror movie. Shooting took three weeks and was treacherous. Heavy snow made filming impossible for days, and at one point, a bus full of crew members heading. Uh, to the set, slid off the road and almost tumbled down a 500-foot embankment. Holy shit. The camera situation was terrible. The extreme cold would freeze and break the lenses, but bringing them inside where it was warmer would cause them to fog up and take hours to clear. Oh, my God. Dude, here it is. Keith David, who played Childs, broke his hand in a car accident a day before the shooting. And it was so badly swollen, they made him immediately go to the hospital where they were able to work around his injury by painting a leather glove to look like his complexion and omitted omitting his left hand from the entire first half of the film. Wow. Dude. I got to go back and watch that movie. So Keith David broke his hand during the first half of the movie. If this movie came out today, every actor would get a fucking Academy Award. <laughs> Fuck. And apparently, Kurt Russell could have flown Keith David to the hospital. He probably did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's just like, jump in my chopper. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, dude. Okay, well, there you go. We nailed that one. Dude, we did fucking insanely good this week. Dude, yeah, was that four out of five? That's four out of five. Mmm, feels good. We have bonus stuff. Let's do it. Are you ready for the bonus? I fucking am. Okay, optional bonus. Plus one. Any time either of you invoke Joe's never bent against nature rule in sussing these out. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bend, uh, bend against nature. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we, we said something about that with the bear. That's the one we got wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I bet it on nature and nature fucking said, oh yeah, hold my fucking drink, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Hold my beer. And they just fucking (laughs) wrecked it. (laughs) okay well i mean if that if that bonus stands we got five out of five dude Mm, mm. uh yeah i mean does it count if we got the question wrong no it just says a bonus plus one for a bonus every time we invoke never been against nature so Uh, technically i never said Mm. bet it like i did i didn't 
I didn't word it like that. Okay, well, s- since we did so well this week, we'll we'll hold off in the bonus. Right? Yeah. If we were behind on points, I I would uh, I would give that to us. <laughs> yeah. Like if if we didn't have enough to look like competent adults, then yes, mm-hmm. I would take that. I'd be like, no, it's our point. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Listeners, that was this week's Allegedly Podcast, where we may or may not have learned something about Alaska. Follow us on Twitter, because we got that rolling now, at Allegedly. Uh, If you have any topics that you want us to talk about, or you have a story for us that will blow our minds, send it to our producer at Allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you find fine podcasting. And as always, stay the fuck away from polar bears. Kushdaka you around. <laughs> <laughs>